At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler. Joined, well, I guess we're recording this episode from Tahoe, just like we did last week's Valentine's episode. We have Jared and Tori here. Great episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to dive into a few listener emails and try and help solve some people's dating woes that just seem to be omnipresent. They're never not around. People are always going to be struggling with this stuff. So let's go ahead and tackle one at a time. Omnipresent, huh? Yeah, that was a good Coming word. out with the big words you in know Tahoe. What, you know what's funny? Sometimes I plan to say big words, but sometimes they just come to me, and that one came to me. So, um, Jared, Sorry, is that vernacular? Is that correct? Vernacular? Well, Vernacularly? Not. Vernacularly? We- I I told Tori before the podcast started to have her mic ready to go because we want a female perspective. <laughs> and the first question I ask her, the mic is off. No, I was just clearing my throat. And I also wasn't listening to you guys, but okay. yes, yes, sure. Okay, great. Cool. Uh-huh. Uh, right along. Anyways, Jared, uh, Jared, at the top of this, he had some questions for us. He said if he were to go on a first date, he wasn't sure what kind of questions he was supposed to ask on that date. And I think that a lot of you guys might be struggling with the same issue. So... Jared was able to find a wonderful piece of online literature that kind of gives 18 uh, first date questions, advice. Well, yeah, we know that first dates suck. are, uh, they could suck, yeah. you know, not as bad as suck at dating, but you know what I mean? They could potentially suck and they're just hard. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. Do you love the idea that you never have to go on a first date again? Yes. Yeah. I mean, first dates are fun because they're th- there's a little sliver of fun because you're exploring new options. There's excitement in the air. You have to kind of, you know, you want to dress up, make sure you look good. But it's also just so stressful. Anytime, t- you know, people are like, oh, I'm going on a date tonight. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching Netflix tonight. I'm sorry you have to do this to yourself. 
Tori, what about you? Do you enjoy going on first dates? Wait, I love dates. Hmm. First dates? I just love any and all dates. Even if they're miserable, I'm like, this is so funny. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> I guess we need to all be like Tori. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because I just love people. So I'm like, if I can meet you, I can get to know what your mom's name you is. You tell me you hate me every single time I see you. Well, that's for other reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show up on time for once in your life and things will change. What about you, Dean? Are you happy you never have to go on a first date again? Because uh, yeah, you're there's, married? There's actually one specific moment uh, when we were flying back from Europe. I was walking through the airport in Boston. Oh, Logan, great airport. There's <laughs> banners all over the place. Bruins, Patriots, Sox, Celtics. The entire thing was under construction. It was a, it was a nightmare. Anyways, there was, there was one moment I remember I looked over and I don't remember exactly what I saw, but uh, I had the thought that I was like, I'm so, so happy I don't have to go on a first date ever again. So you didn't like first dates like Tori? I, don't, I didn't mind them, but it's just like uh, there is like a potential for them to go horribly wrong. And there is humor in that sometimes, but it's like, eh, I just rather would not waste my time, you know? I'm not I'm not 23 like Tori is anymore, so I don't really have as much time to waste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I just think it's so fun. Like, you're meeting an entire new person, and they're going to be... They're definitely a part of Suck Army. So they're going to be terrible daters. They they move in for first kiss when there's no chemistry. You, you deal with the... Uh, there's been a time where I went on a date, and I didn't realize I was on a date. Nice. You find this fun? You find it <laughs> fun when someone goes on for a yeah. kiss, and you don't want it? Have no, it, but it's it like... That was, oh, my gosh. One like time it was constantly. like having like kind of a heartfelt conversation. We were taking a, long, a walk along the beach, and... Um, then like I was literally like, yeah, you know, like my dad. And then he just like literally like angled his neck, like twerked his neck yeah. to like try to kiss me. And I was like, I'm literally mid conversation. Yeah. So he thought the, the my dad was an opening for him. Oh, here we go. She mentioned her father. I'm in. Game so time. then I just gave a good stiff arm and I was like, what are you, you stiffed doing? Arm? It's a good thing you're an athlete. Oh, I've, you blocked I've the kiss. I armed about five guys. Oh, these poor five guys. They're scarred days. for life. Yeah, well, most of which like, are probably NFL players too. So, well, then I was like, "You want to make a D one athlete?" <laughs> <laughs> Look at this Heisman. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think that was um, even one of my friends just called me the other day, and she was like, "Yeah, like the date went amazing. Like we had great chemistry. Everything was amazing about it. I really liked him." But he went in on for the first kiss on like the first date and mm. I just kind of stiffed armed him because it was just a little bit too much. Mm. And I was like, that's interesting because she felt chemistry. She felt um, entertained by him and great conversation. But yeah, it was like, I don't really want to kiss you on the first date. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dean has never been stiffed armed. I've been stiffed armed. Stiff armed. Absolutely. Crap. He doesn't actually, even know how to say it. Stiff arm? Well, I was, stiff stiff arm. What, what is this I was, called? I was mimicking stiff the way arm that, you speak I of. I was mimicking the way that he said stiffed armed. Um, I, it's funny that she was saying that story and it, one very specific example came back to my mind. I was on a first date once, same thing, great chemistry, wonderful conversation. Uh, and at the end of it, like we both definitely wanted to kiss each other, but we didn't kiss each other. And then she texted me later that night and she goes, Hey, I, I want to let you know I wanted to kiss you, but it just didn't feel something about like the first date. Like you just don't kiss on the first date. Some people are like that. That's fine. But then I come to find out later on, like on her second date that she has kissed someone on her first date before. And Knowing that she had chemistry with me and didn't kiss me on the first date, but then she kissed someone else on the first date, that kind of didn't sit right with me. Yeah, because it's hypocritical. She said to you that she doesn't kiss on first dates, and then, then she's she kissing some, some other dude on the first date. And there was great chemistry there, too. Yeah, this is ridiculous. So I got rejected one time. It was uh, she actually. I knew this girl uh, from work, and she came over, and we were just hanging out watching TV. And I thought that there was chemistry there, and we used to play tennis together and all that. And then I went in for the kiss, and she like... 
she didn't stiff arm me, but she kind of like did that where she moved away. Ooh. And then immediately I wanted to throw myself down a flight of stairs. <laughs> so how did you recover? I threw myself down a flight oh, of yeah, stairs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I recovered. And that's why. No, I, I was just like so awkward. And then we sat down for like another half hour and just talked. And then she left and uh, I never spoke to her again. Shut up. <laughs> no, I didn't. But it was never like I would never text her or see if she wanted to hang out again. Because it was clear that she wasn't interested in like a romantic relationship. I'm not sure, but I wasn't going to test the waters anymore because mm-hmm. I felt so embarrassed. I didn't even want to open that door up. Yeah. I was like, I'll just, yeah, you might you have know, taken yourself have nice out, of the, out of the race on that one. The nice oh. thing about first dates is you just go to like a bar, get a couple beers. You both are feeling a little bit more loose, a little frisky, a little loosey, a little loosey, a little frisky. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, so this is from a Love and Harmony website, which is a... A part of eHarmony, I believe? Yeah, advice from the eHarmony experts. 18 first date questions from the experts. And they talk about how stressful a first date can be. So here are some first date questions. Uh, One, they want you to ask, uh, who are the most important people in your life? You think that's a good first date question or too much? I think it's good. (coughs) Excuse me. I think... um, I wow, think is there should, a cough going around right now? I think what you should do, if you go into a first date with like premeditated questions uh, that are like off a normal script of talking to someone like that, like you don't normally ask people who are the most influential people in your life. I think it's good to mix those types of questions with like, if you were in a zombie apocalypse, what weapon would you choose? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have like a little bit of mixture of, of serious like that and like fun, weird, like critical thinking questions. I agree. Should you script? So should you script questions before? So in case you need like a moment, like a segue, you feel the conversation lacking, you can go to it. I think a lot of people struggle to because the first date can last from anywhere from one hour to five hours. You know, it's like if it's lasting five hours, it's probably going well. But I think a lot of people sometimes struggle with uh, conversation filler and stupid questions like like the chainsaw one can lead to a longer conversation that one for instance i feel like like i don't know it just seems a little heavy for me but i can see the appeal yeah it's hard because you can't really ask people like what's your relationship like with your parents because you never know the status of that so i get the like who's the most important mom's dead so Uh, (laughs) uh uh-huh question two so what was the next one (laughs) um but yeah no like definitely and so i get that (laughs) i get that you would have like a different angle to ask which i think is creative to take in that stance but i don't know i just feel like i would prefer more like a zombie apocalypse Mm. question versus being like who has influenced you Mm -hmm. the most because it's like that's kind of more of when you're cuddling or you're like well like the pillow talk where you're kind of having the heavier conversation but for dates just keep it light and it's a heavy reason why they're asking so they say pay attention to how your date answers the this first question how come more likely than not they'll have an instant reaction like my parents my college roommate my kids in addition to understanding the other person better, this question allows you to access his or her ability to form close relationships. I have a, a Bachelor in Paradise story that I want to share with you guys real quick. So Let's go with it. This most recent season, uh, Dylan and Hannah obviously were one of the couples of the season. And uh, Kaylin and I, for however long we were on the beach for, were uh, a couple as well. And I remember I was talking to Dylan one day. I was like, Dylan, like, what do you and Hannah talk about all the time? He goes, obviously, he's gushing about her. He goes, oh, man, we talk about everything. I was like, what's one specific thing that you like asked her recently? He goes, well, I just asked her what her family does for holidays. And I was like, that's actually like a really good question, especially in that environment. You don't really, you know, you can only know so much about them. So maybe that's like a good question for a first date is like, what do you do for the holidays? What do you, what does your family do for the holidays? That kind of stuff. Yeah, kinda, I actually really like that. Yeah, it kind of like leads uh, you to understand them a little bit better. At first, I kind of judged you for thinking that was a good question. But then as I got into it, you'd be like, oh, how important is your feeling yeah. to you? What do you do? If we do continue this, do I need to sacrifice what my holiday plans are? Mm-hmm. 
There's a lot of layers there. there. A good one. There's a question like this, like that on here. Uh, one of the questions is, what do your Saturdays usually look like? Yeah. So you think that's a good question? Kind of get a gauge of like what their weekends are like? Do that, they? That's a good one too. Uh, it says uh, how discretionary time is used says a lot about a person. If she works or him works on their day off, then they might be highly career oriented or maybe a workaholic. Now, if he or she spends the day coaching kids' soccer team, it's a good bet that he or she loves sports, enjoys kids, and wants to help others excel. So you can gain a lot of access to that question. I would say 99% of the people that answer that question, what do you do on a Saturday, are going to say, I don't know. I know. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Like, that's exactly what I would say. You know? I know. It's like You would say that? Uh, yeah. You'd be like, I got my 5'11 hike at you. Somebody tomorrow. Well, and, first of all, a 5'11 is not a hike. It's actually a pretty I intense mean, climb. A but, climb. Yeah. Here's a question. What's the hardest <laughs> thing you've ever done and the scariest? Good That's first good date one. question? I think so, too. What's the hardest thing you've ever done, Dean? Uh, get through 26 months of this podcast. That's fair. Tori, <laughs> what's the hardest thing you've ever done? <laughs> Deal with us? Yeah. That is very high up there. I would say my move from where I'm from, my kind of like smaller town, to uh, Newport Beach. Mm. Would that also be 18. your scariest? Yeah. I had never felt more like... Ooh, what is going on hmm. and I, I never cried more and i don't cry but yeah, it was just lonely you know oh well another question what's the most embarrassing concert you've ever attended i like that question that is a good question i think you probably hit win this one by a landslide right <laughs> don't say it I, <laughs> you've been to a lot of embarrassing concerts embarrassing uh new kids on the block jonas brothers that is the furthest from embarrassing <laughs> uh the most embarrassing concert i've ever been to i don't know see this isn't embarrassing, but I feel like people would judge me by me being like, oh, well, I've been to like 25 Rob Thomas concerts, you know? People are like, oh, that's that's interesting. That's weird. Why? <laughs> you know? That's interesting. Yeah. That would be, that's what I would say, even though I don't find it embarrassing. I'm, I know people would be like, oh, that's that's a lot. That's, I can't, that's a lot. I can't think of anything embarrassing that I've been to. Honestly, like the most embarrassing concert I've ever been to was with iHeartRadio. <laughs> Dude, New Kids on the Block is I'm the sorry. furthest from embarrassing. Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg. Look, it's all subject to He opinion. would punch you in the face right it's now. It's difference of opinion. That's all it is. <laughs> Wait, can we circle back? Yeah. Love iHeart. Love my iHeart What band. is the saying? Don't bite the hand that feeds you? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I just like, I'm not a big top 40 guy. So like if I see like Taylor Swift performing, a great performer. If we could have seen you, you guys, if everybody could have seen him with Katy Perry at the Jingle Ball. Oh my gosh. Get out of here. He was front and center. You are so ridiculous. Singing Teenage Dream, screaming his head off. He was so excited. I don't go to many, con- how many concerts a year do you go to? You knew every word to firework. Bro. For sh- oh my gosh. You were, yeah, you were there too. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to put on a tough persona here, okay? You started crying. I'm pretty sure you started crying during Firework. <laughs> How many concerts a year do you go to? Let's go ahead and ballpark this real uh, quick. I'm pretty lucky. I'd say at least, you know, probably four or five. I'm very lucky. So like one every other month for the most part? Oh, man, that seems like a lot, actually. So maybe like three or four. I thought you went to more than that. I feel like you go to one a month. Uh, no, I've been to, I can't remember the last concert I've been to. Huh. I think it was Jonas Brothers back in like Thanksgiving. And you're not embarrassed by that? No, because <laughs> look at my wife. And it's actually, you know what? It's a fun time. So we went into a concert in Baltimore and those people in that venue were huh. losing their freaking minds over the Jonas Brothers and it was pretty cool to see hmm. like literally the year 3000 came on and everybody started jumping up and it's like that song where it's like dun, 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 and then everybody was like the, these 30 year old people like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh man this is insane damn I gotta go to a Joe Bros concert I'm telling you it's a good time next it's time like you, guys go, you can... should be embarrassed for not going to I one. am I am now yeah. can we double date to one next time I would love it 
Honestly, I wouldn't mind it either. I think it'd be great. Plus, we could. Uh, uh, I'm sure we could meet them. We're friends with Kevin. I met I met Kevin and Joe that day. I'm they good friends very, with uh, nice. Priyanka. Oh, oh so sorry, guys. Priyanka? Oh, oh, you dropped something. Let me pick that up for you. Humble Nice bear. name dropping, uh, you guys. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Anyways, what other questions for a first Ashton date? Ashton Moving on. <laughs> uh, what's another question? What's your most valuable possession? Oh, the love in my heart for my friends. I mean, that's a good one. <laughs> it says this first date question uh, breaks the ice. It'll help you discover your date's priorities, yeah. passions, and pursuits. Right. Could be a photograph, classic car. Maybe it's a tiny trinket that represents a cherished person or memory. Putting your date on the spot might make the first answer a little awkward, but let them amend the answer as the night goes on. Mm. Yeah, that's a good. Let them amend it later on. Maybe they have some time to. to yeah, I wouldn't. Even, I don't. Yeah, I would. So I would say one of mine, if not my my number one most, is the stuffed symbol that I got when I was a little baby. Still mm-hmm. have it. Still sleep with it every single night. And what's funny is, I was actually thinking about <laughs> cutting one of his arms off uh, last week. But I was wondering if it's going to still hold the same amount of sentimental value if I do that. Dean, it has... how's your heart lately? How's <laughs> yeah, your... you okay? Do you need you to okay? talk about something? So let me We're tell you. you. Let me tell you why. Because uh, uh, on the parachute that I have, there's this. It's called like a, a the D bag that you throw out and it deploys your parachute. It's a d- deployment bag, and so you can like customize it. And I was thinking about cutting off Simba's arm and using Simba's arm as the thing that I grabbed to throw my parachute out. That way, every time I skydive, I'd have a piece of my most prized possession with me. But then, do I want to have a three-legged sing- Simba that I sleep with every night? I don't know. I need to think about these things. You know, mm. what, what's your guys? If you were on a date and you heard somebody ask you that, tell you this story, what would be your initial <laughs> thought? She'd be like, "Dang, this guy skydives." I'm into it. She'd yeah, like, I mean, I would. Here's the thing: it sounds morbid, but when he explains it, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It still felt weird. I started like, with because mm, I really need to di- evaluate if I should cut off my stuffed animal's arm. <sighs> but he's also doing way. one of the most dangerous things you could possibly do. Maybe not dangerous, but extreme. I, st- I started with the head. I thought about the head first, and I was like, I can't do the head. Well, I can't. That's that's a little much for me. And then I snuggle with a headless symbol every night. Man. Can I ask a question? Because yeah. I don't know this. Uh, obviously, with PETA and everything, yeah. rabbit a rabbit's foot is that's gone. That's a good They're question. No longer, I haven't seen they? rabbit's foot in a while. That's like a that's a thing a relic of the past. I think right? I'm sure there are still rabbit's foots out there. Because remember, yeah, rabbit's foot they carry around keychain. It'd be good luck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still. I'm sure maybe not in California, but if you went to some other states, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Well, you guys have any? Do you guys have any lucky charms that you carry with you? Um, just Ashley. Oh, damn! We're getting really really cute on this episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, we're talking I about cutting off some of stuff. Well, it's cute and. Not cute. Sometimes. Wait, can I know why your stuffed animal is important to you? Like, what's the story behind it? Who gave it to you? Well, I just got it when what I was young. It's like the thing that I've had for the longest amount of time. I got it when I was like four for Christmas. Love Lion King. And it's 24 years old at this point. Like, how many things do you own that you can say that you've had since you were... Like, everyone's got like a baby blanket or like a stuffed animal or like a something that they have from a very young age. Right? Do you have anything like that? No, I for sure, but it's in a box and I don't still sleep. With it. Yeah, it's definitely in a box. I'm trying to think of something I have a prized possession of. Like, it's probably some sort of Superman memorabilia that I have. And I'm like, oh my God, I got this when I was like 10 years old. Yeah. You know, I wish I, you know what I really wish was that I got something. Uh, I got like Tom Brady's jersey in 2001 or 2002. And I could be like, oh, I've had this for 19, 20 years. Yeah. But I didn't. I got a Terry Glenn Patriots jersey. Well, 20 years ago, you were, how old were you? 20 or 10? Uh, 20 years ago, I was, yeah, 11. So I don't think you'd be able to... Well, I guess you, when you're a kid, you wear like an oversized jersey. So maybe you could... Yeah, it as I'm not sorry it would fit in it, but it'd be like oh, this yeah, yeah, jersey yeah. I got from 2001. Right, right, right. And he's still playing at an incredibly high level. Um. Anyway, uh, and then 
Uh, we'll just do one more really random question. Uh, do you have a special place that you've liked to visit regularly? Now, before you answer, the reason you asked this question says we've all got our go-to sports that keep luring us back, whether or spots, excuse me, that keep luring us back, whether they're funky coffee shops, scenic hiking trails, or uh, relaxing getaway weekends. Your date may have a local park he or she frequents or a European city that they've been to regularly. Learning where your partner likes to go will provide insight into the person's tastes and temperament. Huh. That's a really, really good question. Do you guys want to answer that first? Tori's I mean, Rhode be, Island. Yeah, Rhode Island, of course. <laughs> yeah. So your family. Tori's is going to be like Yosemite or something. For sure Yosemite because I grew up having family reunions there every year. Mm. And then also now that I don't live there, my, my hometown of Grass Valley it's just like that's north california mm-hmm. it's like outside of like tahoe area oh so we're close yeah we're really close we're about like 45 minutes did you why don't you stay there and then come here to squaw where we are now like did why do why would you not go home and like hang out with your f- Is, are you just do you want me to just leave now well why don't you, you could have like came a couple days early or something yeah i i don't know i mean given i work so it's not the easiest oh, thing to you work yeah <laughs> you would never know Still such a foreign concept to us <laughs> i know it's just there's such thing as hours and yeah. um full-time no, jobs. i get it there's like two o'clock there's three <laughs> o'clock <laughs> sometimes there's half o'clock it's like four thirty. yeah or a like while. a quarter of a clock Four. which is like three seventeen. uh yeah <laughs> that's a little more yeah no i see what you're saying, hey, what you're saying. you got me you got <laughs> yeah, me yeah, yeah. i was trying to think of that dumb and dumber quote where they're like where he says it's like a quarter till whatever oh uh, i can't think of what it is jared knows this no i can't think of it either but uh it's, and that's why i got quiet because i was like what is it <laughs> anyway I, i'll think of it later uh do you have a spot team i was trying to think i don't think i really do you know what's so funny? Tori said your answer was Yosemite, yeah. and Dean is wearing a Yosemite hat. Yeah. Would you look at I that? I should have got. Well, I'm sure you already have a bunch of Yosemite memorabilia, but I should have gotten you a Yosemite. Yeah, I saw you gave um, Valentine's Day gifts to other people besides us. Literally just Ben, because I, I haven't seen him in so long. And I what the keep, hell did you give Ben? I didn't see this. I got him a couple cigars. I got him a couple golf balls. A pen with his name on it. Pretty cool. A wow. belt. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty nice gift. I got to say myself. Um, a spot that I go, maybe just the beach. It doesn't have to be any particular beach. I just like to go be near the water. Yeah. Um, what is it by, uh, about being by the water? I don't know. Uh, I feel like so many people, including myself, love being by the water. Is it just the, is it being by Mother Nature? Maybe it's just... Like in the awe of the ocean? I think that we don't often get to be next to something that's so big. And the ocean is just like such a f- hard concept to grasp the size of it. And I also think there might be something to, depending on what you believe, uh, about us maybe being from the water. Sure. Like, like we, us like, as organisms forming within the body of water. Like we, we made it with fish a couple generations yeah. ago. You know? Getting um, yeah. I, yeah. I think that uh, it just grounds you. You know, you get a lot of, you get to like take your shoes off, put your feet in the sand. You get to like kind of re, recalibrate your whole, uh, uh, being your yeah you're being yeah um i agree i mean so it's a pretty interesting article there's a lot more uh questions what's your signature drink what's the best meal you've ever had and they also say some tips for first dates listen as much or more than you Mm -hmm. talk don't forget that listening is a very important part of the first date i want to say uh to add on that is that's definitely something that i've noticed back when i was going on dates is uh people love for the most part people are they, they can easily talk about themselves and they want to talk about themselves. So if you consistently ask them questions about themselves, like these ones that you've been bringing up, Mm -hmm. um, that 
in my opinion, in my experience, is how dates go well is when the other person is talking most of the time, they're always going to leave that date thinking, wow, like I really had a good time on that date because I was able to share so much. Yeah. So keep the people, ta- keep the person talking and stay interested in the things that they're saying. They also say, peel the onion, don't stab it with a paring knife. Getting to know someone new is like peeling an onion one thin layer at a time. Some people are over eager to get into deep and meaningful conversations, go too far too fast. And so they say, you know, start with nice, easygoing questions just to get to know know each other before you start asking really more in-depth questions. Um, Yeah, you don't want to just go right like zero to 100. Nah. 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 So there we go. Some tips for uh, anybody listening to this uh, podcast that potentially might be going on a first date. I think a lot of people that do that, that go zero to 100 like that, that stab the onion per se, Mm -hmm. those are the ones that are like, I really want to be in a relationship. And that's when you can kind of sense that. And it comes off almost desperate. Desperate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, don't do that. So yeah, peel the onion. Don't stab it. Don't stab. Don't stab the onion. Um, so do we want to do most Google dating questions or do we want to get into emails? Let's get into emails. Let's get into emails. But before we get into emails, uh, and you guys are not going to want to miss these emails because every week I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. We receive a bunch of juicy ones, a bunch of good ones, and we want to receive more. So if you have any more questions experiences that you're unsure about or just want to share because they're hilarious or weird i suck at dating at iheartmedia.com please email us we love talking about them um, but they are interesting tori's going to help us answer some tori described these emails as extra juicy today that's how she said extra, it in the uh, pre-meeting juicy. hour and a half uh talk we had before we go on every podcast obviously because we take this very seriously we do we certainly do so extra juicy emails coming up be sure to stick around for those we'll be right back True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected, and another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives, and not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives, and and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So, I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. 
Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the Adoption Drive and to see full terms and conditions. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, and we are back with some extra juicy emails. Um... I'm going to go ahead and read the first one, guys. I It stinks not having Mark here because Mark just... He's such a good reading voice. It's just so hard to compare because he's so good at it. Yeah. Can you do your Take best Mark? I've read some emails before. Tor, you're great as well, no, but there's not, only one. Mark Melanson? Mark does. Mark, Mah- Mark Mahin- Malinsky? What the hell did I say? Melanson? <laughs> Is that a baseball player, I feel like? Mr. Melanson. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have an email from Lexi. I'm going to read this. We're just going to alternate. Uh, and then at the end of this podcast, <laughs> actually, let's do this. We're all going to read one email from a listener. Uh, at the end of this podcast, email us at isuckatdating at iheartmedia.com and tell us which of us you preferred to read the emails. Because it's definitely going to win. Dean no, always win. please, please. Because I'm always self-conscious about it. I think you have a great, it's, it's funny. So Jared and I, I think we can talk about this. We acted, <laughs> quote unquote, acted in a commercial about a couple weeks ago. Yeah, for the movie Lovebirds. Uh, for, the commercial comes out very soon. We're very excited. For a movie. And Jared and Ashley's acting ability is so far superior to mine. Oh, they acting for a good year, year and a half, two years now? There was, there was multiple... <laughs> it's not funny. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> there were multiple instances where uh, you guys were just having a conversation, and it took me like five to ten seconds to be like, oh, we're in a scene right now. Like, I literally thought that you guys were just having a conversation with each other, and then it took me so much time to figure out that you guys were actually, you were acting at the time. It pretty much happens every week on this podcast. We're, like, talking for eight minutes, and you're like, oh, my God, we're recording. <laughs> we're recording. No, but I was, like, I was, I was genuinely impressed. And I think that ability that you have is going uh, uh, to I guess we're about to, to find emails. out, aren't we? Yeah. Anyways, this one, this first one is from Lexi, and Lexi says, so this isn't a dating question, but I really need a man's opinion. I'm 22. My brother is 25. We grew up constantly bickering with a love-hate relationship, as most siblings do, but he's always been closed off. Our parents are divorced for about six years, 
and my brother and I went through a very hard time because of the divorce. Fast forward to now, he just got engaged and is getting married this December. My family loves his fiance, and she and I got close very quickly. However, my brother has increasingly shut himself off from my family and only makes time for his fiance's family. I recently told him how hurt this makes us, and it spiraled from there. With him telling my mom and I that he doesn't want to be around drama, I've told him how I feel. My mom has told him how he feels, how she feels, and my stepdad has too. We're currently not speaking to him, and he's not speaking to us. Do I just move past this? Do I try talking to him again? I feel helpless, and I don't even feel like he's my brother anymore. So long story short, she has a brother. Her brother's engaged. Her engaged brother focuses on his fiance's family and no longer speaks to their family, and she's upset about it. My advice would be try to move past this and talk to your brother again, because I think, Lexi, you're going to regret this one day, especially if you go a long extended period of time without talking to him. Uh, I know he prob- you're probably mad at him, and he's probably making a mistake by spending more time with his fiance family than rather than his own family, but... Try to be the be the bigger person because I guarantee you, if this goes longer and all of a sudden it spirals into a ten year span of you not talking to each other, I feel like you're going to really regret it because unfortunately we only have very limited time on this earth. Um, so maybe my advice would be, as much as it sucks, swallow your pride and try to reach back out. Yeah, it would suck to uh, to not go to his wedding, right? And then a yeah. couple of years later, be like, dang, and the, like maybe like in five years they somehow recover the relationship, but it's too late to have obviously go back in time and go to the wedding, right? So it's like figure it out now so that way you can be there for him during that moment. And especially if he, if she's close with the fiancé, maybe she can just continue to grow the relationship with their family and then by association, her and her brother will go grow closer. Or to Lexi it. can reach out to the fiancé right. and kind of explain the situation and see if the fiancé can help in any way. Right. I My recommendation would be to not bring up how they feel anymore and make it like, how can we help you with the wedding to make it less stressful? How Mm. can we help you um, plan the rehearsal dinner? What would you like for the rehearsal dinner? Cause I know that the, the, the groom plans the rehearsal dinner. So just Mm. being like, how can we be more hands-on with that? Do you need me to do invites and just come along it in that way where you're not even addressing, obviously he clearly understands how she and her family feels and that would be so hard, but addressing it in a way of just, Hey, we're not attacking you anymore. Like how can we just help? Yeah. So make it known that you want to reach back out without saying, Hey, I want to fix this. Cause like you said, if you reach out and, and ask if they need help with the wedding, that already just means like no emotions, just make it. How can we help? Yeah. Cause that, uh, that makes it known that you're reaching out, right? That exactly. you want to talk. Exactly. And so the fiance will it. most likely be like, yes, please help us. It's like wedding planning. You guys, you know, not you guys, you know, um, how crazy wedding. Dean knows is. he's married. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Do you guys have any strained relationships with siblings or f- family members? Yeah. But uncles and aunts that I've, I knew as a kid and growing up, but you know, in my adulthood, I don't really formed any close relationships with, right. but yeah, I've had, Two family members uh, disown themselves from the family. Oh, so. wow. But just like I said, like I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't super close with them. Right, right, just right. family cookouts and things of that nature. Tori? No, not at all. Uh, like even extended family. I'm extremely blessed in that route. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. I, uh, my sister got married and well, she, it's not that she didn't invite us to the wedding. She had like a courtroom wedding. So none of us were there. Well, she invited me, but she was like, hey, my wedding is in four days. Uh, do you want to come? And I was like, well, no, I've got, this was like a long time. Ago. I was like, I only got to work. I can't be in Seattle in four days for the mm-hmm. wedding. Uh, I would never say that we have anyone in my family has a strained relationship, but I would say that for Lexi, if she has the ability to mend the relationship, especially before the wedding, cause it's such a special time. Jared can attest to that cause he's married. 
make sure you mend the relationship and try to be at the wedding to support both your friend and your brother. You know what's funny about D- Dean coming to my wedding? So you were flying in on a Friday and the wedding was on a Sunday. Yeah. And I remember you texted me and you said, hey, man, my flight got rerouted. Like he was supposed to fly to Providence and you were going to be at the boat for five o'clock. Yeah. But uh, you texted me you're like, dude, I'm so sorry. My flight got rerouted. I was golfing with my dad at the time. It was in the morning. Yeah. And you were like, so I'm flying into Boston, but I don't land until seven. And then I have to drive down. And he was trying to figure all this stuff out. I was like, oh my God, that sucks. I can't believe your flight got rerouted. I felt so bad. And I was like, I can have somebody come pick you up. And you're like, no, don't worry about it. Like I'll figure it out. Yeah. You just enjoy da, 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 da. And so anyway, so I felt so bad the day of. I was like, man, that sucks. And then Saturday comes and we start talking. Or maybe it was after. I think it was after the wedding was over. Yeah. And I, I was like, man, it was crazy. that I can't believe they rerouted your flight from the Providence Airport to the Boston Airport. Like I, I hardly ever hear of that unless it's so bad landing conditions that they can't do it. And it was beautiful that day. And so you were like... Ah, I, I lied. I, I I just missed my flight, and I felt really bad to tell you. So I just made up this story about how my flight got rerouted. But I made it where it needed to you be. You made it exactly. It you were. But it was so funny when I found that out. Cause I, you your your text it was so detail oriented. Uh, I mean, it was it was very sweet that you felt so bad that you had to tell me something. I forget different. how I missed my flight. I think it maybe went out the night. Before. It was early. I you had like a because you booked like a seven a.m. flight. Yeah, I had a layover in Atlanta, and it got into Rhode Island. Like at three. Yeah. It was you got in like right around the same time I think Ben, ben did, did or something. But I made it and I wouldn't you have, made it. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And I know. To Lexi, I don't think that you should miss any per- close person's wedding. Yes. I agree. Even uh, if you quote unquote get rerouted. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't cancel the flight. Right. Don't cancel the flight, Lexi. Um this uh, email is from Lindsay. Here we go. Here we go. I'm gonna try to do my best, Mark. You guys are the best. Hopefully, you don't take this personally. Men and boys are the worst. Oh, I truly, men. I truly do not understand. Lindsay does not understand men and boys. Dean and I are boys, so we'll try to get a man on this podcast. So, I went out one weekend with my brother and his friends. I'm super close with my brother and met one of his close friends for the first time this particular night. He was cool and we hit it off and hung out the whole night pretty much. I wanted to go home because I didn't know this guy that well and I'm at the stage in my life where I'm not interested in random one-night stands. The next week, he adds me on Instagram and messaged me uh, asking me out. The following week, he asked me to hang out almost every night like weeknights and weekends. I'm pretty busy and work, so I didn't see him. The next time I saw him, we went to a yoga class, and it was great. Then the next day, he texted me saying he thinks we are on different pages. Me, being confused, asked what he meant. He said he wasn't looking for any kind of relationship. Do you guys think he was just looking for someone to hook up with and thought I was playing hard to get? I wasn't too torn up about it, so I just said, okay, no problem, and haven't heard from him since. So I don't understand the issue. She likes I don't understand guy. the issue either. I, well, he was the one asking her out constantly for like a week and a half, and she kept saying no. Granted, she works a lot, but she said she's not torn up about it. Okay, well, that is... Give us a What's the question, I was just going to say, her saying, I'm not torn up about it. Clearly, you are. This is like one thing. Like I hate when people try to act tough in like a, a, a frustrating relationship situation by saying, I'm not torn up about it. It's fine. Everything works out. It's like, no, kind of be hurt by it. And just and, sit yeah, in you wrote an email. Bit. Yeah. So like Lindsay, you're a little torn up, which is, is quite all right. She's like, I have this guy totally pursuing me. She clearly had work. So I think that she probably was like, I'm so sorry I work. I'm so sorry I work. But then when they hung out, he said he wasn't looking for any kind of relationship. Yeah, it was weird. Why, why so, would you text him constantly then? 
Well, that's what she's asking. Why do guys do that? Why would guys initiate? Because I think this goes to a lot of our emails we get of guys being like, hey, you want to hang out, hang out, hang out. Um, then they'll, on like the sixth date or if they sleep together, they're like, all right, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm not looking for a relationship. <laughs> and then the girls have to be like, okay, No, cool, we don't, guys don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do that. Come on. <laughs> We're so cool and nice and funny and charming. Listen, you guys have definitely done this. And I think that you need to be very honest in this situation. Is it strictly most of the time when you hear a response like this, does your head go? He was just looking to hook up. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. I think guys just get ahead of themselves, you know, like, or, or, or I rather guys don't think things through. Mm. So I think maybe he was just texting her, texting her. Just like I guess guys out. are very nearsighted, right? Like they see a pretty girl and they're like, I want to sleep with that. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. That's, that's the thought that goes And then through. they do. And then they're like, okay, that was fun. Yeah. See you later. It's not a good mentality to have. Most guys are idiots. But have you ever done that to a girl where you hang out with someone and then you've sent the text? Have you ever sent the text? I'm just not looking for anything serious right now. Raise, the- raise your hand if you've sent that text. Someone's lying and someone's telling the truth. Okay, uh, my hand is raised. Dean, you're telling me Dean, you've, you've never told anybody you're not yeah. looking for something serious? I'm pretty sure I heard you say that on TV one time. <laughs> like five times. Yeah. yeah, better yet. At least go on The Bachelorette. Hey, just so you know, I'm not looking for anything serious. <laughs> there he is. Hey, I think I know this ends with getting engaged. But like, I'm not looking for anything serious. No, I probably have sent it before, too. Okay, but why? Like, I want you guys I think to that, dissect why men send that. I think their issue, the biggest issue with that isn't the fact that they're not looking for anything serious. It's the time that they say that they're not looking for anything serious. If you're not looking for anything serious, make that be known at the beginning before any uh, physical interaction has been had, you know, like, and then leave it up to the girls to be like, okay, I know he's not looking for anything serious, but I'm still interested in hooking up with him. That's perfectly fine. Don't wait. Like if the guy waits until they've slept together six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, then it's like, well, that sounds like you just wanted to sleep with me and now you're ready to move on to the next thing. Okay. There's a follow-up question that I have. Yeah. You're saying figure out if a guy doesn't want anything serious earlier on. When do you ask that? And second of all, you say don't if you're sleeping with each other six, seven or whatever times, you you are a huge advocate of sleeping on the first date. I'm not a huge advocate. You're a pretty for big it. advocate. I'm pro. I don't think you can get there's not a spectrum of proness, but yes. But so this is conflicting like I'm just getting frustrated because you guys are conflicting in your words and no, you're trying we're to be not. like goody tissues. Like What have I been <laughs> conflicted about? I don't think you should sleep together saying, on the first date. She's like, when do you bring that up? Because Before you sleep with them. So it should be brought up on the first date, in your eyes. Look, I'm not saying sleep with everyone you go on a first date with. I'm not saying go on a first date and you're automatically sleeping with this person. If you go on a first date and it leads to, to romance, have that conversation with the person before you allow any penetration. We advocate safe romance <laughs> here on Help I Suck at Dating. <laughs> before this yeah, happens, for the listeners out there, yes, I'm sure you can imagine the thing that I'm doing. Like a twelve-year-old boy, have the two. conversation before the, before this happens. Stop hitting the mic. Stop hitting right, the yeah. mic. Before, uh, before this happens, what you need to do is be like, "Listen, I like you. I think that this there's potential here. Do you are you in a place where you see relationship happening in your life? And if they say, "I'm not looking for anything serious," make that judgment call of whether or not you're comfortable with sleeping with someone that doesn't want to have a serious relationship with you or not. Yeah. That's not for us to say. If they if they want to do that, that's perfectly fine. But then don't come around six dates later and be like, well, why is he not looking for anything serious? Because he's been telling you the whole time he's not looking for anything serious. I do sometimes think that guys do 
and this isn't just a guy versus girl situation, but anybody, one person in the relationship will say, I'm not looking for something serious. And then the other person will say, oh, neither am I. And then they actually are. And they're just kind of putting it off, hoping that the other person changes. I'm not saying that happens all the time, but it does happen. Okay. So to take notes, write your standards down and live by them. So if a man says that earlier on, you're saying don't sleep with him. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. Unless, well, yeah, it depends. Unless you don't want anything serious either. Exactly. As long as you guys are on the same page, it doesn't matter. But if you're not on the same page, then you have to vocalize your opinion. Because if you don't, then the other person's not going to know. So what should be a girl's line if a guy says, I'm not looking for anything serious. I am. And then you say, I am. I am. Sure. It's kind of scary. It is scary. But I mean, dating is scary. Relationship is scary. You know what's scarier? Having your heart broken Ugh. by you not saying anything, and then all of a sudden three months goes by, and you're like, "By the way, when I said I wasn't looking for something serious, I, I lied. lied. I was. That's very true. And it's better than if he says I'm not looking for anything serious. You could say, "Well, I'm not going to be looking at your penis then. No more penis looking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Uh, also, I wanted to add. There's a little nugget in here that I kind of skipped over. So because he's they hung out one night, right? And then she says that he added me on Instagram. And then messaged me every day asking me out. I'm, and then he said I wasn't looking for anything serious. He just really... I want, I, want to, I want to see Lindsay's Instagram. I bet you Lindsay is... Is it like maybe like a little promiscuous? I bet you Lindsay is very attractive. Yeah. Like, was it like you up? And no, then, exactly. Like did he look at her Instagram and was like, this girl's very, very attractive and I, I, I need her. That's what it sounds like. Um, Tori, I don't know. I'm do going to read... We have another email from Anonymous. Tori, let's, do you want to read that one? Yeah, Tori. So this is from Anonymous. For reference, I'm 28 years old, who is practically a VIP and suck army. I am the worst... 28-year-old female, just to make that... Oh, correct. Yes. VIP. Suck army. All right. Merch coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not joking. What's I already tried creating t-shirts. Oh. I don't know. Say? I don't know if I can do it, like, license-wise by myself, but I went on, like, one of those t-shirt making apps, yeah. and I already... I have, like, a cool design for suck army. Nice. I think wow. it'd be cool. Can we do that? Can Let's, I do that? I Let's think do we it. should definitely talk to Amy. Okay, cool. Yeah. I would love to. And I, I want to talk to her about a live podcast. Moving on. Ooh, right in. Right into our email, you guys. Is that what you want? That's what the suck army wants. We want merch. <laughs> okay, so I am the worst at dating, and a lot of things factor into that. I've been mostly single my whole life, and a few guys I've tried to date have struck me along for one to two years, and it has, and has become... <clears throat> And it has never become anything serious. Most of the guys who hit me up are, I'm not interested even in the slightest. I have put up such high walls from being let down so much in the past. I don't even know how to convince myself to meet up with any of these guys anymore. I'm just nervous about putting myself out there again. It doesn't help that most, that my most recent ex is still in my life. He never wanted to commit to me, but I still somehow feel connected to him and wonder if he will ever come around. Even though deep down, I don't think we are a match. It's easier to deal with the devil, you know, than pick up all of your baggage and bring it to the next relationship. Any advice would be appreciated. She's not wrong. It is easier to deal with the devil you know rather than the devil you don't know. Hmm. But I think also people would call that settling. Hmm. So, and then everybody tells you don't settle in relationships. Don't settle with the devil you know. Well, Tori, I think you can speak from experience about this because <laughs> I feel like a lot of guys hit you up that you're not interested in, even the slightest. I actually really agree with that. But I feel like it's like something's wrong with me because I sit down with these guys and I'm like, you are so awesome, but I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. But why is that? I don't know. I mean, I really... Re- <sighs> Are they really know. awesome? Are you just a nice person to say that they're awesome or find the awesomeness in them? 
Has there ever been an instance where you sat down with someone, you didn't feel it, and then you let them go, and then like you saw them later on, and you really regretted it? No, but I have fallen. Like I have had that like whoa connection with one person my whole life. Who's this person? It was like at this this like after kind of Grammys party like three years ago, and it was this guy. He um he like went to USC, all that stuff. He like came over to me. He was so attractive. Oh, dang it. My phone's dead. I was showing you guys a picture. He's so attractive. Damn it. And we'll post it on um, the help. I suck at dating Instagram. Page. Yeah. So everybody can see. <laughs> and he, um, it was the first time where I was like, wow, I'm actually like, I feel physically connected, like attractive to you. <laughs> I'm tingling. And, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I like great conversation. And, um, then he was like, Oh, we had to go and do this like little photo thing. And so he was like, Oh, I'll, I'll wait for you. And his friend was there too. And his friend kind of kept kind of pulling us away. Um, or pulling him away from us. And so he was like, okay, we'll be here when we get back. And then when we came back, he, he him and his friend weren't there, hmm. but we had been talking for like 30 minutes and whatever. And I was like, dang, I should have just given him my number. Hmm. It's a really long story and I'm not going to get into it. Oh, but, but I, you, that was not the last time you heard of it from this no, person. No, but that was like the first time I've ever felt like a strong connection with someone and I've never had it since. Why aren't you with this guy now? Uh, he's dating someone else now, I believe. Oh, okay. Was he dating someone when you met him? So when I met him, I found out... Um, you know, timing's everything. Like my sorority sister's friend, friend, something really connected, weird, convoluted. Uh, he was like in the middle of a breakup during that. So his friend was like pulling him away because he was like, dude, you got to figure out like what you're doing first. Yeah. Well, that's a Anyways. good friend, but also a crappy friend for you, whoever that person is. I know. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Are you still in communication with this human? No. Mm. I don't. It's actually a really funny story, but I like I, I don't know why I don't feel connected to people a lot of the times. I think that I just love human interaction so I can really go on a lot of dates with people. Yeah, you love stiff arming guys. Love it. Send them my way. Um, but to really feel like, oh, I want to like let my guard down with you. I have honestly don't think I've ever experienced yeah, so I I don't know. I mean, Dean, do you have any advice for Anonymous about how uh, she just doesn't even know do how some, to convince herself to meet up with any guys? These I do days? have some advice for Anonymous, and I think that what she needs to do in order to start meeting up with guys and feeling more of a connection is by for, fully and completely dropping the ex out of her life, especially because she says, "I deep down, I know that we are not a match." So first, first and foremost, Anonymous, cut that off entirely you're not going to meet someone you're not going to allow yourself to drop your walls with someone else until you fully put those walls up for him because he is a thing of the past he doesn't belong in your life anymore put that aside and move on to the next thing don't be afraid about bringing your baggage to another relationship speaking from someone that has a lot of baggage it's uh it's a lot easier to uh pack it up and move along if you just completely sever that whole thing in the past jared's nodding said yes do you agree yeah i was just thinking about your baggage oh I got a lot. I got a small. Uh, we I got, all do, my friend. I don't have much space to store my things, and so I carry a lot of them in bags, and that baggage comes with me every place I go. It's a big old backpack. Um, I don't think that you're going to be able to fully find someone that's going to pique your interest until you fully close the door on the ex that's been lingering around. It's uh, it's comfortable, right? It's the devil. You'd rather spend time with the devil you know than the devil you don't know, as Jared said. But if he's not your match, you're wasting your time. You're wasting his time. You're wasting everyone's yeah. time. Yeah, I think the, the ex is definitely... X is a big her. one. And then the other one about going on dates with dating app, you know, going on dates with guys dating apps and you just don't feel like it. 
I totally get that. Like, not a lot of people feel like going on dates, but you just kind of have to. It's probably because you probably don't feel motivated to do it because you slightly feel guilty because you're still talking to your ex. Like, that's what I, I in my opinion, I would feel guilty about that. Yeah. I don't know if they're talking, but I think that she's still hung up. No, 100% since she's talking. Yeah, I think it's they're still says, talking. It's, it doesn't help it doesn't that it's still, still in my life. life. Yeah, what does that mean, though? He never wanted to commit to me, but I still somehow feel connected to him, and I wonder if... That doesn't mean they're ever. talking. I think that it just means she's like... A thousand percent means they're I'm talking. I'm interpreting it as... Drop him out entirely. Whether, I'm interpreting okay. that as maybe one night stands are still happening. How do you have one night stands? Sorry, Sorry booty calls are happening. Drop that all together then. Yeah. No, I agree, but I don't I don't think they're like genuinely talking. I Agreed think it's like disagree. Regardless I miss you, come over. Whatever bye. Yeah, in whatever capacity that is, of. that needs to completely stop because you're not gonna allow yourself to open up in another relationship until that relationship is fully closed. That's my advice. Papa Dean's laying down the rules. I'm laying Papa it down, Dean. anonymous. If you don't take this advice, then maybe You're maybe gonna still suck a lot less next week. Um, or just as much as you do now always if you don't take Papa Dean's advice we have some more emails and I want to answer all the emails we have three more to get through so you want to read anonymous I think I, let's just do one more I do want to take one quick break before we do that so that we can come back fully refreshed rested yeah we'll all grab a cup of coffee and tackle this email to the best of our ability is that okay with you guys it's wonderful it's great. for our listeners out there stick around through this quick break and we'll be right back to answer this uh, last email or three for you <laughs> True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected, and another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives, and not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives, and and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So, I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them real love can exist between pet and pet parent pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think it's available at your local dog shelter find love at first sight with the pedigree adoption drive june 7th to 9th and the pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. 
Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, welcome back. And Tori seems to have won the argument because we're going to do one more email before we close out okay, this week. Okay, it's week's. not an argument. I just want to be able to take time on these emails and when people write us in. So we'll listen. We'll I was there again. during the break. It was an argument. <laughs> there might have been yelling. Way and to spin this into you taking the high horse here. I want to take time to answer these thoroughly. Was that not my line in the debate? No, I said it, I want to take time when we our listeners write in. Revisionist history. Anyways, this email is from anonymous. Anonymous has to say, which is funny because anonymous emailed us last time too. Anonymous says, I'm in my early 30s. I've been divorced for close to five years. I'm a single mom. I've worked at the same company for four and a half years. When I started, there was a man, let's call him David, that I found incredibly attractive but quickly learned he was married, unfortunately. David David, <laughs> David, David is in his mid to late 30s. We've probably only spoken a handful of times. But about two years ago, at our, uh, he referred his neighbor, who is also his wife's best friend, to our company work. I'm sorry, there's a lot of inner workings and webbings here. Yep. So she works here as well. Let's call her Mary. So David has a friend who... Ha- his neighbor is Mary. Mary. We referred to work at this company. And they all work together now. Yes. Mary and I have become very, very close. Almost two months ago, David and Mary found out that their spouses were having an affair. So I decided to reach out and let David know I was here if he wanted someone to talk to because I went through a very similar situation five years ago. He accepted, but we started messaging. Initially, it was about the situation, but it quickly turned flirty. After a few days of messaging all the time, he asked if I wanted to hang out. He ended up being physical that night. Well, no, uh, he, we. It says we he didn't up, end up getting physical. That could have been interpreted that, that wrong. W looked like an H. We ended up being very they got physical, physical that night together. Everything seemed normal for the next few days, and then all of a sudden, our messages became sexual ninety-five percent of the time. When we cross paths at work, we act like we don't see each other. That sounds kind of oh, steamy. That sucks. I, oh, I thought it was kind of kind of cute, kind of hot. We text daily, but at work, we literally do not speak. I'm confused about what he wants. I jokingly mentioned how he's going to be picking up tons of chicks with his new haircut looking fly. His response (laughs) was, I'm not looking to pick up any chicks. I took that as a subtle way of saying he's not looking for anything right now. But our friends at work, including Mary, 
said that they think he was implying he's not looking to pick up chicks because we are talking. Help me. So should I initiate a conversation to figure out what exactly this is? Definitely. Definitely initiate a conversation. I'm wondering if he's nervous because they work together. He doesn't want to lose his job. There's a lot of... Let's say David, who she's calling this guy. If David and Anonymous spark up like a more of a public romance, I think David has a lot to lose because it sounds like his marriage is disintegrating whether he wanted it to or not he also works with this person he also works with this person's best friend and neighbor and so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of a very high risk factor for david here yeah but don't you think almost it's always i think what david should do is i think david should just start a relationship with anonymous make it known that this is not because now it seems almost just like a hookup and he's trying to keep it uh, on the down maybe that's low, all David, as the kids David say. just is essentially leaving a five-year marriage. Maybe that's all he's interested in right now is a hookup. Yeah, David's not looking for a relationship. I don't think so either. Well, then he shouldn't do it with David a coworker because that could, that could be bad. Get into a relationship at this point. I think the coworker thing comes from a lot of these people, especially I, I I don't know where anonymous are, but you know you the people the only people that you really know are the people that you work with for a lot yeah. in a lot of places. You know, no, that's true. So I think that that's hard that, to meet. Yeah, it's hard to meet. And you spend so much time at work these days. I mean, you and I can attest. Yeah, uh, constantly, all the time, at least three and a half hours a week, every yeah. two weeks. Also, it's like I get their different departments, but that is so. One of our producers did meet in the office, um, producer Danielle mm-hmm. and her husband. And so it obviously can work, but like the fact that he's been married, his, his he didn't end the relationship. His partner yeah, did cheated on him like it, it's just like he's not looking to date he's finding comfort uh, through anonymous and anonymous sorry to say that very bluntly but he's just trying to find comfort through you and i don't but let me also say like that's the end of the story there might not be happening. anything wrong with that it all depends on what anonymous wants she wants because, a relationship yeah but he obviously I, I do like that david said i'm not looking to hook up with anybody anybody else so he probably you know being cheated on maybe he just needs that comfort anonymous is providing that so maybe anonymous needs to back off a little bit okay let me start with jared first then to you dean when you hear i'm not looking to hook up with chicks or pick up any chicks where did your mind go on that sentence i believed him positive or negative for anonymous uh both I think it's positive because Ian, he's not looking next. Hold on. I think it's positive because he's not looking to hook up with anybody else, but it's also a negative because anonymous is giving him what he wants right now, which is just comfort and, and, and physical support throughout this time, which is a big factor after you've been cheated on. Okay. Dean, where did your head go when you first heard that? Say it again, just so I can see where it goes again. <laughs> I'm not looking to pick up any chicks. Um, I think it's good for anonymous because he's already picked up a chick and he's saying he's not looking to pick up any more chicks. But that could just be his way of saying like, uh, or like his like way of being bashful of like, oh, I'm not looking to pick up chicks, even though he is picking up chicks. Mm-hmm. My concern, should we not be critical of Anonymous here for sleeping with a married man, even though this He's married... Not, well, they're separate. He got cheated on. They're obviously separated. We don't... That's not a good obvious. point. We don't know. I don't think two wrongs make a right in this case. Okay. I assumed that once it was found out that David just, had been cheated on. You're right. And I, separated. But a lot of couples stick together even through that. We True. have wind down with Jana Kramer, Mike Carson. They stuck through that. A lot, I agree with Jared. I think that it's easy to assume that they're separated, but then I, I just reread it while you guys were talking, and she says, almost two months ago, David and Mary found out that their spouses were having an affair, so I decided to reach out, and then we got physical. So, Yeah, maybe they're not. It yeah, sounds, maybe I just assumed I was wrong. Like maybe David is keeping it a secret because him and his wife are working through the this the the infidelity. I think it sounds pretty much like they're separated. The fact that he's like 
she's clearly stating you can go pick up chicks. Clearly there's information we don't have, but he's in the mode where he's now single. And also he could be just having so much stuff to work through right now. Cause if you, maybe he is in the process of getting separation, getting divorced and having to focus on that while also still working. And then he obviously is a human and wants comfort. And so anonymous is giving him that. So maybe anonymous, maybe there's a reason why He's definitely not ready for a relationship, so I would have no expectations in that. And Anonymous, if you can't handle that part of it, not potentially being in a relationship, then you should back off. But, al- but also Anonymous says he that has a lot going on. Right Anonymous now. said that she went through a similar situation five years ago, so she can um, kind of understand the, mm-hmm. the process that he's going through right now. So maybe she can, you know understand that things are going to move a little bit slowly if they do move at all. But she did say that David was the one that reached out to her asking if she wants to hang out. So of course I'm because he's he's probably going through a really crappy time right now. Nights get lonely. Yeah. And he probably feels a lot better when he's with anonymous. But I, if I was anonymous, I would not have any expectations. And if you do have expectations, either one, get rid of them or two, back off from the situation. So give us just one quick answer. Should she initiate a conversation to figure out exactly what this is? Oof, I think we already know what this is. You need a what's your answer? Whether she should start the conversation or not? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because if I'm if I'm David and she comes up and says, "What are we?" I'd be like, "I listen. I'm uh, my wife just cheated on me. I I think you're wonderful. I think you're great." But I, I just need to figure out my stuff right now. I think that's exactly how the conversation is going to go down. That's fine. I think that that'd be good for both Anonymous and David. Mm-hmm. I think that it never is a bad thing to try to get a better understanding of how things are, where things are. You're lie. right. You're right. At the end of the day, you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. She 100% needs to say. The hard thing is it's like even if she goes like no pressure. I know you need to like figure this out. It's yeah. still like. But I want a serious relationship. It's not going to end well. I agree. I think we already but know where it's going. But at the same time, she needs to hear it because he might say, I'm actually like thoroughly enjoying your company through this process. And that would bring her a lot of peace. Or he might say, just to let you know, I'm literally not looking for anything serious. Like my wife and I are still trying to figure out what we're figuring out. Yeah. If I was an honest, I would try to think back about how I was feeling right. during that time. And then that puts yourself in David's shoes and hopefully you can understand a little bit better. So, yeah. so, so it's unanimous then for anonymous, reach out to him, but come at him like, look, I want to be here for you. If you need help, I'm here. But for my own sanity, I need to understand about like where you're coming at, what you're coming at this I think with. she needs to be like, I'm kind of getting feelings. Yeah. I think that's, I, I think that's exactly how you should approach it. Good Fantastic. job. But I want her to write us back in once this happens. So like, anonymous, if you're listening to this, we want to keep updated with you and David and Mary too. Mary's, she was kind of like sprinkled in. We don't really know much about yeah, her. Yeah, we don't know anything about Mary. Yeah, I don't know why Mary's a factor <laughs> in this story. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, Mary's a coworker. Oh, Who's cool. like her best friend and now helping her through yeah. the situation. Helping her through the situation. Yeah, so okay. anonymous, please keep us updated. Uh, every week last thing you do before you leave work for the weekend give us an update on you and David uh, because we're curious we're invested now in your love story Uh, anyways that's going to do it for this week's episode of help I suck at dating big thank you to Jared and Tori and eHarmony's 18 first date questions that you should ask very googleable I want to know some of your guys' first date experiences. So email us, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Share some of those with us. We'll continue to share some of ours with you. It's easier to share um, with a little bit of perspective, though. Big thank you to our, our emailers, Lexi, Lindsay, and our two anonymous emailers. Best of luck. We hope your, our advice helped you guys, at least in a, in a slight amount. Or if it didn't, just do the opposite of what we said. 
which is what I always refer to people to do anyways. <laughs> Anything we say, do the opposite. Um, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the emailers. Thank you to you guys. Thank you to Tori for once again chiming in with some great information. Yes. It's always nice having a female perspective because Dean and I sometimes just ramble and sound like little boys. So it's very yeah, nice. I remember what she said. Men and boys suck. Men yeah. and boys suck. Dean, we suck. <laughs> suck, 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 you got a hard exterior, you know. Ooh. You're a tough chick, but you're really just a sap deep down. <laughs> deep down it's know? like it's like a two and a half boys and a girl. I guess I'll take that as what it is. Yeah, I guess. Thank yeah. Say thank you, Tori. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing for you on that one. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Anyways, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck just a little bit less. Follow help by Socket Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.